Hey everyone, we are live from the D23 Expo. This is day two. This is our first show for the morning, and we have a very, 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 very big announcement to make, and that was at the live action film panel that just wrapped up about well, half an hour ago, 45 minutes ago. They finally announced it, coming to Disney's Hollywood Studios and Disneyland Park. Yay. A brand new Star Wars expansion. Uh, and we are very excited. So one can only hope Interventions is finally being knocked down. Oh, yeah. And, uh, well, they're going to have something to do on their hands because this isn't just going to be a tiny, tiny little land. This is going to be the biggest expansion. 14 acres. That's, 14 yeah. acres. The yeah. biggest expansion in Disney's history. I don't. Do you, Michael, do you know what Cars Land is in terms of acreage offhand? Uh, offhand, I think it's like six, seven acres. Okay, so oh, wow. that just—that's the scope that this place is going to be. And, and this is also going to push technology. This is going to be the most immersive mm-hmm. land. I mean, even beyond Avatar, and the most technologically advanced land that Disney has ever done. Oh, absolutely. And uh, for those of you who are wondering, what place is it going to take in like, the Star Wars saga? Where is it going to come in, Rhino? Where is it coming into place? A brand new uh, land. And I thought that was a very interesting announcement to make. It was almost like we're going to create a whole new world that you can only visit and see by going to the park. So yes, and it's a... And all existing within canon. Yeah. Yep, it's all in that canon. A brand new land. And uh, we actually have some not-so-great pictures of it that already have been posted. But I'm going to go ahead and show one of them right now. We're probably going to lose audio whenever I click away. So I'll show it for about 10 seconds, and then we will come back. So hang on a second, folks. Okay, that was the first picture that we looked at. Yeah, I... I just want to know, you know why they announced this today is because I wore my Star Wars shoes. Oh, yeah. Unfortunately, lucky, lucky uh, yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> it's just not quite on camera. But that, I mean, that this is just going to be breathtaking. They showed us even more pictures. We have two more that uh, we're actually going to bring up. So I'm going to show the first of you now, and we're going to get all that good stuff out of the way. So just give me one more moment. Here's the next picture showing off Star Wars the land right now. Okay, so... That is the first two glimpses. We have one more coming out that will just be in just a a little bit longer. But let's get into what this new planet actually is. Well, it's going to incorporate elements that we'll see in the brand new film, The Force Awakens, as well as all of the other movies that have already taken place in the Star Wars saga. So there's lots to look forward to. And whenever you come in that with that creative environment is also going to come the creative Star Wars creatures that we've known and seen in all the movies. So expect to see very familiar aliens in there. Expect to see all the different droids. Expect Mm -hmm. to see all the the creatures that will inhabit the planet and be able to get up close and very personal with them. And uh, Princess Leia's slave women. (laughs) No, hey, 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 hey. And, And a great place to do that will be the cantina that's actually taking place that look just a little bit familiar to the Moss Eisley cantina right. that, it's of like course, is seen. Stepping right in the Moss Eisley. Yeah. From the from the um, concept photos that they showed, it looks exactly like it. Oh yeah. I thought what was really cool um, about that too is when they were showing those pictures, they were saying all the stores and restaurants that they're going to put mm-hmm. in this place are going to be run 
by the inhabitants of the land. So it's it's very like it's it's almost like you're shopping local business when you go there. You know what I mean? Like you will go to this world, and it's your it's the world's local. Oh yeah, and beyond that, uh, that screams one thing to me right away, and I'd be remiss without saying it. But the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. Oh, it, this oh, yeah. is their final, their first real big attempt at overtaking the Wizarding World of Harry Potter, and I know I've been a little bit hesitant on what Star Wars would actually look like in that big realm. One of the complaints I made a long time ago was that if they did this Star Wars land, I wouldn't want just random people working in this land. I would want it really true to the story, and someone must have been listening to me whenever I said that, because that's the decision they went with. Uh, More about this. Well, you're going to see all different types of environments, but the big big part of this is that it is a spaceport on the edge of that galaxy and uh so if on the it's edge a spaceport, of the, uh, the outer rim i believe yes, on the, you yeah. get into wild space yeah and if it's a spaceport what what do you expect to see at the spaceport oh i everything. mean yeah exactly everything yeah oh one one thing in particular though oh what, what what do i expect or am i are you killing me oh okay i get where you're going with this I don't know. Maybe the Millennium Falcon, perhaps? Oh, yeah, the Millennium Falcon. So we are going to cut away right now to the concept art. So that was the picture of the Millennium Falcon for all of you out there who are actually watching this. And for those of you who are actually listening, uh, these will obviously, they're already online on the WDWinfo.com. So Mm -hmm. that's where you'll be able to see these photos. But the Millennium Falcon, it's not just going to be a set piece there. No. It's it's going to be part of an attraction, uh, one of two attractions. And these Uh, aren't going to be just like, you know, a Wookiee World kiddie ride attractions. These are, again, going to be beyond anything Disney has ever developed. Yeah, exactly. And with the Millennium Falcon attraction, you're actually going, as they described it, you're going to be able to take the controls of the Millennium Falcon and goosebumps I got when they said that engage in a climactic battle with the first order against the resistance yeah so and maybe I was too busy scrambling down notes they didn't actually in this presentation announce what the second attraction no no they They didn't and um, what's interesting though is his I didn't get the exact word usage he was using I was kind of geeking out but also writing you can see I have terrible handwriting at this moment in time but um, he was saying he made it sound like this is going to be how Star Tours kind of changes, mix and matches every time you go on, that this is going to be a similar experience. It sounded like to me where, like, it might not be the same every time for every guest, or it might be different. He, it sounded like it was tailored to he specific He said it people. was a customized um, yeah. trip where you were going on a mission and you were piloting, piloting the Millennium Falcon on a secret mission that was just for you. Yeah, I, I thought that was very cool. No, this is... I mean, this was something I don't think... I mean, we were all hoping it deep down. The big fear that a lot of us had in that auditorium was uh, because the park's uh, announcements are all coming next at 3 o'clock. So we weren't going to make it. Yeah, yeah, for us, we're like, oh, you know, there's no way we'd be able to get out of the live action and get back in line and actually secure a seat. Well, apparently Bob Iger agreed, and that's why whenever they led into Star... They went into the Star Wars film talking about that. They also then went into the parks, too. But, no, this is... Uh, this was so huge, such a surprise to come at this point. If we thought anything, it would be at the parks announcement. And, he uh, loves those like end of show surprises right. like that. And there's going to be more about this expansion, he said, in the theme parks and resorts presentation. Exactly. And when you think about the power behind this land, though, um, Scott Trowbridge, the Imagineers, Lucasfilm and Industrial Lights and Magic are all collaborating on this attraction, on this expansion. So you know this is 
with all of that technology, creativity uh, behind this land, it's going to be amazing. Oh, yeah. It's going to be incredible. And, of course, uh, at this one, they didn't get into where it was actually going to be taking place uh, in terms of where at in Disneyland Park and where at in Hollywood Studios. Studios. We all have our ideas. We've seen the rumors. We'll wait till it's officially announced. We won't get into those. Maybe maybe that'll be in the next thing, and we'll have that later today. Who knows? Exactly. But um, before we get really started, that's essentially all the information that was presented. And then they had the tagline where it says, live your adventure at a Disney park near you. So get used to seeing that over the next few years. Oh, yeah. I'm so excited for it. We all are. And uh, we will hopefully be back with even more details after the Disney Parks presentation later on today. Uh, so let's wrap up and uh, we'll not wrap up this completely because we have a lot of no, talk we gotta, about. Yeah, we got to talk about all the movies we saw this. today, which is some very impressive stuff that we witnessed. Today. I know. And instead of going in chronological order, I actually want to start. Just keep going backwards. <laughs> gonna, well, we're going to not go completely backwards, but we're going to start at the one that led into all this and this was was Star Wars Episode 7. Yeah. Uh, they only start... Well, actually, no. I guess we did see one other clip, but let's talk about Star Wars Episode 7, The Force um, Awakens right now. I, I have to tell you right now, like, it, it was, a, it was for many reasons, I will say in a second here, very overwhelming for me because uh, my dream... I remember, like, years ago when J.J. Abrams first showed up on television and Lost and Alias and everything, and I remember thinking, like, my goal in life, my my adult life was going to be to be in a room with this man. And, like, I kind of got there. In my head, I'm going to actually shake his hand someday. But And so, you know, he showed up. He was on hand to uh, deliver some exciting news. But I don't want to jump too far ahead into that. I just, you know, needed to throw that out there. But, Michael, oh, yeah. do you want to see your impressions here? Are you a Star Wars fan, first of all? I am. Although I grew up with Star Trek. Star Wars came out when I was in college. So I like I like both, but uh, yeah. So I'm I'm thrilled that they're continuing. Yeah, the Star Wars with story, Disney, especially yeah. yeah, especially with Disney because and they talked about that how the, uh, the special guest who came out talked about how Disney has been supporting Star Star Wars and the storytelling in in an extraordinary way, and I think we're we're seeing that. Yeah. Oh yeah, and of course, J.J. Uh, Abrams had to bring along his normal posse that he's been going around oh, to all the conventions gosh. with. Uh, John Boyega. Yeah, who, who who I am already in love with. So Oscar <laughs> Isaac, of course, who <laughs> amazing is actor. amazing, and then Daisy. Daisy uh, Ridley. Uh, Daisy. Yeah, Daisy Ridley. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, I, I knew her name. I don't know why I looked at this. You know, they're doing really great at smiling at all these. Don't forget and, about Lupita Nyong'o. Oh yeah, too. Lupita yeah. Nyong'o was, was out there. She's yeah. in all eighteen yeah. films that she are is. being made by Disney <laughs> between now and the next D twenty three Expo. Yes, and as JJ uh, Abrams said, that Lupita Nyong'o is now legally legally required to be in every <laughs> Disney movie out there. Yeah. Um, She's great. I love her, too, though. She's yeah. a phenomenal actress. No, and it, it was kind of sad that we didn't get to really see any brand new footage. No, but, uh, yeah, you're right. And I, you know what? And I think that y- you almost... I almost expected them to be like, well, here's one scene. And then I think Iger was like, well, we got to give him something. And that's where he was like, drop the ball here. Drop yeah. the bomb here. Like, let him have it. Like it, That was... Sorry? Well, well, we did get a poster, though. We did oh, get a great yeah. poster uh, that... I had mine's under. I put it on the Twitter. I put them under the couch to keep them safe. Sorry, I'm already like guarding it, like it's like hidden treasure. Okay, well, while I get the poster, why don't you uh, tell them who was actually the special guest star? Um, well, I I want to back real quick just to the first beginning. I thought um, the the way they introed into the Star Wars section was really cool because I loved that the whole time there was the you know the standard issue. They're under the left side of the couch. 
Um, the the uh, they did the uh, Disney, you know, the castle and the foreground that kind of appears before every Disney film. Um, they panned all of a sudden it pans up into the stars mm-hmm. above the castle, and that was the first time for me that I've seen like a visual that I was like, man, that's this is how Lucasfilm fits in here. Like mm-hmm. it was a really cute like thing, and then um, you know, and then. J.J. Abrams came out, followed by this young talent, and then followed by, which I almost started crying, uh, one... Oh, yeah, check out the... He brought out two of the actors on the poster, and as the actors came out and talked, and then they said, but there's one person who's on the poster who's not here, and that was Harrison Ford, and then, guess who walks out? Yeah, Craig and I just were, like, freaking out. We just stared at each other, and we're like, no... Um, it was it was a it was a moment. It was the, the audience just went nuts. And you know what? The second he came out and they introduced him, I just thought. And he started speaking about Disney and his relationship with them because you know um, now they also own the Indiana Jones and stuff like that. And I got to tell you, next time D twenty three rolls around, Harrison Ford's going to be a Disney legend. He, oh, he's going to be inducted in I, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, that, he gave one of the most emotional speeches that I've heard at any expo mm-hmm. anywhere. Oh, there's a giant bag with cool stuff on it over there. Sorry, I got distracted. Um, but it was almost like Michael's intro it's yesterday not squirrel, to the live show. It's <laughs> um, <laughs> but it, no, it was so emotional, so great. I yeah. wish we were able to take video he of it. He seemed but to be like I, I, I wasn't sure how he was going to take him because you know you kind of hear these like he's a myth, he's a man, you know, he's just one of those people that you're like either he's going to be really bad mood, does he want to be here? But he seemed genuinely like oh, yeah. taken aback by the audience. Like he seemed like he was a uh, might have gotten a mo- you know, getting a little choked up. And- oh, most definitely, oh, yeah. and also just very appreciative, not just of George Lucas uh, and J.J. Abrams and Bob Iger, but of the fans. Oh yeah. Because you know, really, again, a common theme that was running through this was everybody saying it's the fans who made this happen, and and that's definitely what uh, they said for Star Wars. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, we got to see all that great stuff during the Force Awakens part and then we did get a little tiny bit more a little yeah a little tiny bit more of course of Rogue Rogue One yeah okay and then there is other information they gave us that I do want to share as well that I we'll go to that after that yeah Rogue One yeah we saw Rogue One uh, well we didn't see it but uh, Gareth Edwards came on to uh, sent a video presentation to us yeah that's a good way I (laughs) should have said it that way a five second one yeah a very very (laughs) short one but uh no, we also got a look at the cast, including the star of it, Felicity Jones, and an exclusive, uh, exclusive first look at the yeah. uh, the whole cast together in, in the first publicity and stuff, yeah. photo. And uh, yeah, Rogue One. It's going to be. Uh, it, it looks. Movie. It looks like it has an interesting. Like I have to say, of all these movies, like it's very high caliber talent they're attracting, and this movie is very diverse. Mm-hmm. Cast that it just I it's my interest is incredibly peaked. Yeah. I mean, a movie about the band of resistance that. They're going there to steal the Death Star plans. Yeah. You can't... Right. Uh, and it's and cool it, to... See, you go ahead, sorry. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Well, it takes place before Episode Four, A New Hope. Yeah. And it's telling us also the backstory of Han Solo. No, no, no. That's, oh, no, a, that's, that's a separate movie. Well, that's a separate one. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. There's more Star yeah, Wars yeah, goodness. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, well, on Michael's note, there there is... They did rediscuss that. They'd already released this uh, maybe a week or two ago, but the, they don't have a name for it yet. They're just calling it um, a new Star Wars story. Um, but it's going to be the Han Solo, kind of an origin piece, and it's directed by Phil lord and uh chris miller yeah absolutely yeah and they're wonderful talent lego movie um uh and um 
Yeah, they're, so they're, they're involved with that. Actually, I think they're doing something with Marvel, too. So it's interesting that they're kind of getting into the Disney family now, too, a little bit. Well, they're so. extremely great. Who's, who's doing Episode nine? Colin Trevorrow uh, of Jurassic World. They, Disney saw the results of that movie, and they swooped him up like nobody's business is it, all I can think about. It, they, made, they made a fun joke about that, yeah. too, there. I thought I, I, I love Iger, uh, you know, sense yeah. of humor. Like, we hired him anyways, even though he knocked out our movie from number three. Yeah, down Avengers, peg, so. I think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was a great little bit. Yeah. Um, so that is essentially all the Star Wars information that came out there. Uh, yeah. So why don't we actually go back to the beginning then, shall we? Maybe. Sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a good we idea. Shall. So uh, live action panel, of course, started out with the same sizzle reel that we got to see at the animation mm-hmm. uh, session yesterday. Uh, really great, really beautiful. Hopefully they release it as a trailer on a Blu-ray or something later on. Oh, that would be, be nice. Yes. It's, uh, it's very moving. And uh, so uh, instead of always going into the names of everyone who came out and stuff, well, I guess that's an important part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but we don't, we, we can just kind of like, it was. I'm not gonna lie. Like there were, it was like a lister after a lister after a lister came out during this panel, and I was like, I wrote them all down because I was like, this will be the first time in my life I'm gonna have trouble like remembering how many of these people I was just in a room with. Well, let's start at the beginning. The first, uh, the first part of Walt Disney live action that came out, Marvel. Well, Marvel. Yeah. Well, Al, so Alan Horn, um, the uh, the chairman yeah. of the Walt Disney Studios, he kind of started the introduction and then he turned it over to Kevin. Um, I have always said Kevin Feige, and I learned today that it's Feige. Yeah. Um, so I thought that was really interesting. Like I, I've been pronouncing your name wrong all the time. Uh, if you watch this. Let's be best friends. But yeah. But, so. and what, an important thing that Alan Horn said, because this was a recurring theme among many of the comments, was that the common thread that binds all of the studios under Disney, you know, Walt Disney Animation, Pixar, Disney uh, Studios, Marvel and Lucasfilm, is that it's, it's our love of Disney, but also the values of Disney that includes yeah. honesty, integrity, courage, and kindness. Because that was brought up a number of times by the directors and producers of these films. Yeah, and I thought that was an interesting, like, uh, mm-hmm. it's nice to hear them still say that there's, like, they have this integrity that they're still going with, you know, especially in a, a time where, like, cinema is always about dark and gritty and how, how you know, it, and that's an area they can explore, but they still keep the heart of it alive. Okay. Right. Well, should we get to Marvel? Yes, yeah. we absolutely okay. should. The first, uh, we only got to see uh, a glimpse into two upcoming Marvel films. The first one is... That's coming out next fall, yes. Doctor Strange, starring yeah. Benedict Cumberbatch. Um, yeah, and it's um, they they said they'd been working on this for like I, I forget how before, many years. Yeah, before, before the, the MCU Marvel, even yeah. began, and so that that makes me that piqued my interest immediately because that means they've been like cracking at it for a long time and. Um, and, and for all you oldsters out there, MCU is Marvel Cinematic Cinematic Universe. Yeah. I, I want to point out, too, this was a, a good fact they threw out there, was that um, Ant-Man was just their 12 consecutive hit in a row. Which is amazing. So it's, they're just still going, you know. No, um, and Ant-Man doing so well was also a good sign that something like Doctor Strange could come along yeah. and really uh, start to push the boundaries of Marvel. Mm-hmm. Um, and, of course, Benedict Cumberbatch couldn't be on hand with us to actually Sadly. come out and talk about it but he did also send a video clip and i like i wrote down a brief version of how he stated the movie was but he said uh there'll be women's cars and astral projections into other dimensions yeah and they like that i I gotta say that video he made was really funny too he's very it was very very funny funny. and also we got to see a concept art video oh yeah it was like a mini trailer 
it was oh. it was it was cool. Like that that to me was like right there. I'm like, oh, I can't I can't wait to see these visuals translated. Um, and they were really pushing. I, you can tell that they're. Uh, I feel like they're a little nervous, but when they uh, the studio is because they repeatedly were saying this movie is dimensions, other dimensions, interdimensional, astral projections. So they're trying to be like, brace yourself. You thought like the talking tree was the weirdest thing we could do. We can <laughs> Here do comes a new thing. So, and that's good. Something not so weird. The next movie that came up, uh, Captain America: Civil War. Yeah, and I w- this was very exciting because right before this, Chris, uh, Chris, <laughs> sorry, you're not Chris. Craig said, um, you know, uh, Anthony Mackie was on hand for something else before 2013, yeah. and you were, you you had maybe um, you know predicted he'd be here again so he came out and i was like oh craig knew but then the second he came out he was like well i can't do this presentation without captain america himself and again again, that's the first time the audience just went nuts yeah women swooned and all that and and for those of you don't know anthony mackie is uh, sam wilson the falcon Mm -hmm. in the avenger films yeah and uh of course civil war is based off of one of the most popular captain america plot lines uh, from the actual comic books and uh, you know it was so great that they were actually on hand because they they made it very clear it's still filming in Germany so they had to fly from yeah. Germany mm-hmm. overnight be here and then they're and then also leaving yeah. today too so that's yeah. crazy thank, thank gosh that they came there for it because uh, they brought us a little something special oh yeah it, because they brought us a great sizzle reel um, they did yeah do you, do you want to talk about the Easter egg they put in there? Yeah, there there was a little Easter egg for us in uh, that was just for the D23 members. There uh, there was a, uh, let's just say, a containment pod yeah. holding one of the characters. The Winter Soldier. And, well, I wasn't even going to go that far. Oh, well. But it's, <laughs> I'm sorry. Spoiler alert. <laughs> and on it, there was, a, there was a serial number for it, and it said D23. Yeah. Oh, no. That was cool. I, I do want to say that I was looking really close at it, too, um, just to be jealous. It was also the first look. Um, we saw the Black Panther in costume for the first time, and his, like, little fingernails shot out of the thing. Mm-hmm. It was very, it was, a, it was a very awesome little thing. And Paul Rudd's appearance at the very end. So funny. Yeah, fantastic. So, so happy they are continuing with that character. Yeah, in the- so many great characters from... Uh, Avengers, every oh the whole Marvel Cinematic Universe—it's going yeah. to be epic. It's going to be great. But uh, so that's going to lead us into the Disney panel, and uh, so Sean, this was one was led by Sean yep. Bailey, who's uh-huh. the president, president of production. Yep. Um, and so he came out to introduce some new stuff to us. I just moved right. my notebook. And, yeah. and what he talked about, though, is that th- their goal is to take fairy tales because that's their legacy. And they reimagine them for a modern audience, such as The Wizard of Oz, Alice in Wonderland. They totally changed the story around. Maleficent was another one. And then, or they stay very close to the original story, but add something new to it, as they did with Cinderella, and as they're doing to a couple of their new films that are coming up. And even though, I have to admit, I have been on the Disneyland show, I have just really blasted Disney for the lack of creativity in remaking um, animated films. But these. Yes. Okay, the, these I'm taking the tide, it all yeah. back yeah. based on what we saw today. Oh, yeah. yeah. And we'll start with the first one, uh, The Finest Hour. Uh, it's Which is, that's a, this is an original one. This isn't the one of the remakes on that note. This is Exactly. Yes, yeah, sorry. It's a uh, brand new original movie starring Chris Pine that's based off of true events um, What's that up? I had never heard about. Was uh, was Chris Pine there today? Oh, yeah. Chris oh, yeah. Pine. He Captain came, he Kirk himself there. popped on out. I almost lost it. I, wasn't, I was expecting a bigger response for him, but it was I, still a very too. lovely response. 
I love to that say guy. the least. Um, and of course, the finest hour is coming out in January of 2016. And uh, essentially, for no one who knows the plot, off the uh, coast of Massachusetts. Yeah, it was near a Ch- uh, Chatham. Yeah, uh, there was a storm that actually ripped a tanker in half, uh, and so the Coast Guard had to go out and rescue them in the in the actual storm that was taking place and they were only in a boat that could hold 12 people and they had to be able to come back with 33 and rescue them all and chris pine pine plays the very strong captain of the coast guard boat that bernie weber yeah bernie weber who will not leave i believe the exact quote was we all live or we all die uh yeah it looked like it'd be a very powerful movie to say the least and yeah it took place in 1952 and the problem they had is there were two ships that were in danger of going down. And so the first one, the Coast Guard sent out everything that they had to rescue that ship. And then this ship... Yeah, because I don't think they... Split, I think it was they didn't know the other one was there. Right. Yeah, so... Split in two. All they had was their B team, this one yes. little 36-foot wooden boat to go out in 70-foot waves to rescue this, uh, this tanker and its crew and it just looks incredible it does and uh, the next movie that they talked about that's January 2016 by the way go ahead I already said that Uh, the next movie that took up a good chunk of time of this presentation uh, one of the ones that we already were kind of hinting towards the Jungle Book, due out in April 2016 uh, of course directed by uh, the very talented John Favreau John Favreau um, who again made an appearance out on the stage here so that was also just like another you know he's been in bed with the Disney family before that was a weird way to say that but um, with Iron Man 1 and 2 and um, so you know he has a great relationship with Disney it seems and um, and he was very humble in this and oh, yeah. in terms of making the movie talking about are we doing this as like are we building upon uh, what we love and are we really adding to the tradition mm-hmm. before they would actually right. go through yeah. and make this movie right. so uh, you, you could tell how passionate he was yeah. and one thing I didn't expect is how technologically advanced this yeah, movie I was. Yeah, really, I was really surprised is. by that. Yeah. They, it was interesting because they said you know they always said you know what are we going to bring that's new to this story? Alan Horn had grown up with the Rudyard Kipling stories. And, and of course, John Favreau grew up with The Jungle Book, the 1967 animated film, which was his favorite film. And so together they merged what they grew up with in order to make what looks like a feast for the eyes, really, yeah. Oh yeah, this film. And what, what made me really happy is John Favreau said that... Um, it being technologically innovative, sometimes you automatically think of like terrible CGI. Is that he said, in his opinion, the best type of CGI is the type of CGI that disappears. Oh, yeah. And uh, on hand to go a little more into this movie was Ben Kingsley, who's going to play uh, Bagheera in it, the Black Panther that watches over Mowgli, who was mm-hmm. also there, Neil Seti. And then, as we already talked about once, uh, Lupita Nyongo was there and she was playing Cut. Uh, uh, I didn't. What? I didn't catch the name, and they they didn't say it again. It's the mother wolf. Yeah, yeah she's, she's the mother Mowgli's wolf. mother. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, again, just th- three amazing people to have up on stage. Uh, ben Kingsley spoke so highly oh my of gosh. the little he boy playing like, Mowgli, yeah. who was yeah. just all over the place. Neil Seto. Seto. Neil Seti. Seti. Yeah. Can't read my own writing. Yeah, it was. I I have to say also Ben Kingsley, man, that guy was like, 
the he most humble. Seemed, yeah, exactly. He was, you know, bowing, throwing kisses, waving to everybody. Like, he was just, you know, and he was, like, kind of shy, too, because he hid behind uh, Lupita for a second there, too. I thought that was yeah. very, from such a high-caliber actor. You know, this is Gandhi up on stage here. And, you know, it just, it was, it was a very, it was a very cool. And so he, they showed us a sizzle reel, mm-hmm. a, a little, a little clip, more than I expected. And John Favreau says right before it starts that it was all filmed in downtown Los Angeles. Yeah. And you, you couldn't tell. There was no way you could tell. And so we got to see it with, along with the cast for the first yeah. time too. Yeah. I thought that and, was very cool. And yeah, they said it was an unfinished, never shown before, even to the cast. This wasn't a trailer. Well, it sure looked like one to me. Yeah. But... <laughs> If you if you like the if you're a fan of the 1967 animated film, this has all your favorite scenes. It has Baloo, who is voiced by Bill Murray, you know, yeah. singing the bare necessities, floating down the river yeah. with Mowgli on his stomach. Uh, it, Christopher Walken is that King Louis. The, like, I mean, how perfect! How perfect is like you sold me. You should have led with that. Yeah. Like, and uh, in an interesting casting choice that I think will be excellent. Scarlett Johansson is the voice of Ka. Sounded great. Yeah. It sounded yeah. really yeah. good and something I would have never thought of but and, it worked. And Neil the little boy was just overwhelmed Oh yeah. by, by the audience uh, the, the applause for him and how they stood for him. I know. And you know he said that this is so fun, so overwhelming, I just can't talk about it, it's crazy. Uh, absolutely. Uh, what was underwhelming, though, was the next movie that they yeah, talked about. I was well, not Alice, yeah, like I was. Alice through the Looking Glass, which will be coming out next May. I did not. Le- I did not care for the original one of these movies. I was very excited to see it when it came out, but uh, they they went through. They did a big presentation um, with Mia Wasikowski. Or yes, whatever, however yeah. you say her freaking name. I think that was the closest I've heard somebody actually say. I never know. People kind of mumble through the end of it, but yeah, she was on hand, and then they showed us what appeared to be a trailer um, again. Uh, yeah. and, and Michael, what's the plot of this? The plot of the story, because they were trying to come up with a new angle. And Alice returns to Wonderland because something has happened to her beloved Mad Hatter. And she literally has to race against Time, who's played by um, Sasha Baron Cohen. Cohen. And and because she's literally racing through time to save the Hatter and doing time travel, time jumping, we're going to learn all the stories of the major characters and how they've become the characters that they are now. Yeah, like I, I don't really care for Alice in Wonderland, but uh, it is what it is. And uh, for the people who love it, I'm sure you'll love it. Uh, the next one, which kind of really caught me off guard because yeah. I was also upset when they were talking about doing a remake of this. And now I'm very intrigued, and that's Pete Dragon. Pete's I didn't, Dragon. I didn't Sorry. realize it was as far along. I mean, it's still it's still a year out because it's not coming out till August 2016, but uh, directed by David Lowry here. But um, I... I yeah the 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 reel they showed us for this was uh, was fantastic. This movie's got um, uh, Bryce Dallas Howard. Yep, who was on who, hand, and she I just you know I love her and she, she was gorgeous, was, and she was just very personable too, very very friendly, yeah. very well spoken. I'm sure that comes from being in showbiz forever, but yeah. like um, she was great, and um, she's she's uh, playing a park, park ranger. Yeah, well, Michael, do you want to say the plot? Yeah, well, it's interesting. This is not the 1977 Pete's Dragon yes. at all. Basically, what it is is, is that um, Bryce Dallas Howard plays a forest ranger, and she comes upon a little boy who seems to be a feral child who somehow managed to live in the forest for six years, and, but he's healthy. And so she asks him, how did you live in the forest 
by yourself? And he said, I was not by myself. Now, her characters, the forest ranger is very pragmatic, is very logical. But as she gets to know Pete and and gets to understand his story, her character discovers that magic really does exist. Exactly. And uh, Robert Redford's going to be a part of it. Uh, So his second outing for a Disney uh, or Marvel film since after he was in Captain America. uh, Um, Carl Urban. I love Carl Urban. You know, Captain uh, or Dr. McCoy in the new Star Trek films. Exactly. And uh, we didn't actually get to see the dragon. So don't be jealous. Just a drawing. No, no. Well, the, yeah. Oh, yeah. At the end, uh, the hand reaches and the, it's like furry or something, but he touches it and it turns pink. And I, I, don't, I don't know. That, this movie's going to be good, I think. Yeah, yeah. Bryce Howard said that, you know, there's a power in the story, but what it takes to find your family yeah. and how to find one if you've lost it. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, the next movie should also be on the great inspirational level of uh, The Queen of Cotway, which is a another true story uh, based around. Uh, I got Fiona, her last name, and Robert Catterday. Uh, I, mi- I missed both uh, both of the names. I was a little taken back because Lupita showed up again. <laughs> yeah, she showed up again because she's in it playing Fiona's mother in it. and Fiona- Alongside uh, David, David Aiello. Yeah, David Alo. It's hard to say, yeah. Yeah, and uh, who played Martin Luther King. This movie takes place in Uganda about uh, David's character, who is a missionary who comes down and he's trying to get these kids to play soccer in his uh, mission, and they weren't really picking up on it. So he gave them chess, and Ennis, this character Fiona, she's actually uh, a Mozart at chess, Mm -hmm. and uh, just ends up becoming one of the best chess players in the world. And they didn't really go into a ton of detail on this one, but I, I really I'm interested in going and actually reading about the true uh, characters that it's yeah. based on. I, I was yeah I was I was hoping for like a little bit of a, a real because this one looks like it's going to be from the sound of it like another one of those good like small powerful movies yeah. again. Yeah. I mean Lapita talked about how the commitment that they had to keeping the story authentic to keeping it vibrant and full of hope, um, just as the people of Uganda are vibrant and full of hope. So she was very proud was of this on, film. Uh, location there too as well I thought that was interesting good for them Uh, the next one a very highly anticipated the second of the two that we are discussing uh, Beauty and the Beast uh, which is going to be just a big magical musical a musical that's exciting in March 2017 and uh, with the the songs and everything about it lavish joyous uh, just directed by Bill Condon who just did that um, the Mr. Holmes movie which was phenomenal with uh, um, Gandalf uh, I can't why well, can't I think Ian McKellen Ian McKellen who's also going to be in this movie as well so that's you know those pairings you can never go wrong with with two new songs written by Alan Menken and Tim Rice is also I'm coming back f- as part so of it so excited for that uh Michael, do you want to talk about the anything else with that? Oh, no, Maybe um, Emma the... Watson was yes. cast as God, Belle, which Watson. caused controversy in it when she was cast because she said, I guess I'm going to have to take singing lessons. And she did introduce, uh, they had a little video because they're still filming. Yeah. And so she, in her video, she talked about, you know, how wonderful it was to be cast as Belle. And then she introduced um, Luke Evans, who is Gaston. And then... Um, Josh Gad, who is LeFou. Although I never knew LeFou sounded a lot like Olaf, which really confused me. Yeah, absolutely. And then they sang a few songs from Gaston, and they 
did a great job with that. I was surprised. I I mean, I think I had heard it was going to be a musical, but I I liked the confirmation. And then I'm excited that it's also going to be the same songs with some new songs. So that was... That was cool, and when they did those bars, I was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, this just, is going to be good." Just based off of that, I, I will admit, I've turned my opinion around on it. Yeah. I'm very, very excited for Ewan this. Ewan McGregor and singing "Be Our Guest" because he's playing Lumiere is going to be fantastic. Yeah. And Emma Thompson is Mrs. Potts. Oh yeah. And Kevin Klein is Maurice. Oh yeah, that's going to so be fun. Both just yeah. great. Yeah. This is a this is a well cast movie. Like, it's well-cast, very well yeah. cast, and I'm glad that we found out kind of how. Emma Watson actually got this role. It's because Alan Horn, when he was at uh, Warner Brothers, he oh. actually cast Emma Watson in Harry Potter yeah, and that gave her crazy. her big break. So, yeah. uh, it's, and he said there was no, there was only the one girl. Yep. That was it. Yeah. There were four Harrys, there were four Rons, just one Hermione, and, and that was kind of kind of a cool yeah. story. And now she's Belle, and it's going to be great. And that leads to the last oh. and the one oh. of the biggest biggest applauses during the one. And this uh, wasn't even the biggest. We already told you the biggest. Exactly. But <laughs> the next one, Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Men Tell No Tales, which yeah. will be coming out in July of 2017. And, of course, on hand after just getting his Disney Legends oh, Award today. Well, sorry. Not just Johnny, on hand. Yeah, Johnny, Johnny Depp. Depp was here, but we didn't get to see Johnny Depp. No. We got to see Captain Jack Sparrow. Oh, my gosh. He came out in all his addled glory. Yeah. I loved it. He was eating some grapes the whole time, and then he he's just so... But after seeing Johnny Depp the other day, Johnny Depp and Jack Sparrow, they are the same person almost. Yep. Like yeah. Because Johnny Depp is just... He just starts throwing grapes at the audience. Grapes, <laughs> grapes, is, grapes. Is anybody yeah. allergic to grapes? This is yeah. And he just starts throwing them, and then he says, so I hate grapes. Yeah, so and then funny. he pops another one in his mouth. <laughs> yeah, and uh, we got just a little bit of details on it, including big news. Uh, Will Turner is going to be yeah, back that's that was cool. In the role. So Orlando Bloom's coming back. But we also get a good bad guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I forgot about Javier the new bad Bardem guy. playing uh, yeah. Captain Salazar. Right. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And then two new characters, uh, Harry and I, I didn't catch their names because I was writing too fast. Yeah. I know the girl uh, Kaya Scotelary just because she's from the UK sc- show oh, okay. uh, Skins. I didn't know who the guy was at all, and I literally I didn't, didn't write his him. name down. Yeah. And um, Jeffrey Rush as Captain Barbosa will be back. Yeah, yep. that's always their interactions are always great. So yeah. it looked, and it's this one's directed by a pair of directors. Um, I did not recognize the name. It's another one of those like internet movie database. See what what else they've done. But it looks like it's gonna. Be, I, I'm excited. And I'm excited. the names just weren't on the screen long enough for us to uh, actually write them all it, it, down. It, they a flashed names, this one. Yeah, not a lot of time to write. But uh, plus, when Johnny Depp walks out. Captain Jack Sparrow comes out. You you kind of lose your mind. It almost seemed like it kicked him off stage, though. Yeah. In a way. I oh kinda, no, yeah. I felt like they were pulling him. He wanted to keep going, I and they were he, like, yeah. "All right, he, time to go." He came back out even at one point. Oh yeah, no, it was it was <laughs> oh, pretty no. ridiculous. This was my favorite line. I wrote it down. I'm sorry. They were the um, who was out there with him? Um, Alan. Alan was out there with him, right? No, Alan came out after. It's the uh, president. Oh, uh, okay. Um, and uh, he said, um, oh, you, did you hear Johnny Depp became a legend yesterday? And Jack Sparrow goes, more like a Disney lesion. Yeah, that was <laughs> And good. I thought that was really funny. So, uh, yeah. But that was ben in a Alan nutshell. Came back, yeah. That was in a nutshell. That was uh, everything that happened at the live action. So, and, and we oh, we got a poster for the Jungle Book as well. We did, but I'm not mm-hmm. going behind to get that one. But uh, <laughs> that's going to do it for that. So I'm actually going to kick off uh, Michael and Rhino because I know that they have other things that they need to do. And before I go, because I have to get over to the parks really yeah. soon here, but Tom, can I get you to come on and talk about the one announcement that was made yesterday in your panel? Do you have the time for it? 
Tom's making gonna... time for us. How nice of him. Tom, come you on. Go, Tom. Sit Have down my microphone. Me. It would honor me. So we wish we could have made this breaking news last night. Yes. Uh, unfortunately, we literally got kicked out of our expo floor so yes, we were, by the fire marshals. We were encouraged to go. Yeah. But, uh, Tom, what? Okay, so tell I, us about what happened yesterday. Okay, so I went to a... How much time do we have? Uh, we'll give it five, ten minutes. Okay, cool. Uh, cover a couple things. Um, I went to a presentation, uh, Safari So Good, 60 Years of the Jungle Cruise. And it was hosted by Kevin Lively, who is an Imagineer, but also a former uh, Jungle Cruise skipper at a couple different parks. Nice. And it was a panel of former Jungle Cruise skippers that are now Imagineers. Yeah. So they did a little bit of history, talked about some of the some of the building of the Jungle Cruise, both here and in Florida. Some awesome footage of the old Disneyland TV show yeah. of, of showing building it. Um, let me skip ahead because we are short for time and I know we don't always talk about Tokyo but I want to talk about the new refresh of Tokyo because who knows if we'll get it yeah Yeah. Um, so Tokyo was recently refreshed there's a new storyline it's called um, they're calling it Friend of the Jungle which is kind of an ecological storyline for the Jungle Cruise Uh, there are spirit animals different spirit animals associated with each of the boats Hmm. Um, there's a new musical score that's on board the boat so you got a music on the boat. Nice, I like it. Um, they have their hippo bank, their hippo pool has like fog around it now. Yeah, which is very cool. Um, they have taken the temple. They have a similar temple to mm-hmm. Magic Kingdom, and they've done video mapping. Okay. So you go into the temple, and it appears like it's a rundown temple. Yeah. Spirit animal board your boat comes to life, and uses his magic to restore the temple to its. Former glory, okay, which Sounds is kind of cool, and they also have a nighttime experience with different lighting and different effects mm. on the Jungle Cruise. So, do you think so, it's actually going to come to anything in domestic parks? That I'm not sure of. Maybe the let me let me talk about the next thing, and okay. you'll, you'll kind of get a clue as to probably why it may not come to Magic Kingdom. Okay, we are. They announced yesterday the or confirmed the Jungle Navigation Company Limited Skipper Canteen. Nice. Which is the new restaurant there in Magic Kingdom and in, in Walt Disney World in Adventureland. This is run by the skippers of the Jungle Cruise. The proprietor is Alberta Falls, which is the daughter of Albert Falls. Nice. The famous explorer. Um, and it's opening this winter. And they will have three different rooms. Uh, one of them is a mess hall. For the Jungle Cruise Skippers. So you get to eat in the mess hall for the Jungle Cruise Skippers. They got kind of sidetracked into all the rooms. One of the other rooms is a family room. Okay. Yeah. So, And then there's another one. Uh, and they also said that to go along with this, they were going to have some minor tweaks to Jungle Cruise yeah. to bring in the Alberta Falls storyline. Very nice. Yeah, so that's coming this yeah. winter to Magic Kingdom, which is awesome. Yeah, I guess that would be tough to kind of do the overlay of that right. and lose it because that would just, I mean, it blends the stories together. Right, exactly, exactly. Well, I mean, there's always hope for Disneyland, but at the same yeah. time, do you want to see it changed in Disneyland? No, no. no. I'd love to see, like, maybe the, fo- the fog in the hippo so, pool or yeah, some of those some of kind of effects. Lighting or a, effects or a nighttime, like, nighttime experience was awesome. Yeah, that's uh, any uh, any surprise appearance was John Lasseter there? No, he, I was uh, I was waiting. That's why I stayed t- through the whole thing because I was I was hoping uh, John Lasseter came in. But the last thing they did 
is the five five uh, skippers turned their backs to the audience. They had the big video screen, and there was a POV video of the Jungle Cruise, and they passed the mic down oh, wow. and did live Jungle Cruise jokes. That's awesome. Yeah, it was kind of awesome. Yeah. No, that sounds yeah, amazing. That cool. was one of the ones I really wanted to go to. Yeah, it was but fun. Anima- it was oh, fun. that's why John Lasseter wasn't there. It was during animation. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But, yeah, but uh, so anything else to uh, update us with? No, just having on? a great time meeting lots of folks here at, at the expo and the, uh, lots of fans, which yeah. is really cool. So, and like we've said before, if you're watching from here and you haven't stopped over and seen the uh, Diz, Diz Unplugged, Dreams Unlimited Travel booth, definitely make it a uh, priority to get over here. We have uh, chocolate. We have chocolate. We have lots of prizes. Well, not prizes, but a lot of good gifts to give away. And, uh, of course, all our members are here to meet everyone yeah, that uh, is coming through. So uh, thank you again, Tom. And uh, thank you, everyone, for watching. We will be back with a later broadcast. Uh, I'm going to say probably around 6.30 uh, Pacific time just <laughs> because we're, we're trying to struggle. We can't do it at 7. That's a little bit too late uh, to get out. They'll kick us out again. So we'll probably try to start a little early. It might be a little disorganized because of that because of trying to get stuff out after the parks panel. Uh, right. But for all those of you who aren't watching live and not... Uh, listening right away after it goes up then uh, this really doesn't matter for you anyways but uh, (laughs) I just want to say thank you uh, to everyone again out there who is taking the time to actually pay attention to us while we're giving you our D23 coverage Uh, we will keep coming with you for the rest of the day and tomorrow and uh, we will see you uh, next time. Thanks everyone.